Hello, friends. That's Dane Miller. And that's Nile Spade. And these are your... Fuck buddies. <laughs> we did it. Well... Uh, welcome to the podcast, guys. How's it going? That's going to ruin someone's day. You know that, right? <laughs> and not just mine. I only wanted it to ruin Dane's. Someone's going to tune in and be like, you know, they're going to have a... Maybe they've had a really rough week and they're like, a little bit of consistency from the boys will be exactly what I need. And then that's going to happen and they're going to spiral. Well, we're known for being consistent. Well, I mean, if anything, I think that is the one thing we could be considered. Well, in terms of releasing episodes, maybe, but mm-hmm. and the episode's still going out unless Dane decides not to make it. So maybe, yeah, maybe I'll put it out on a Sunday just to oh, fuck with that one person you, up. You monster! Uh, we so we are a sex and dating advice podcast where we find questions either online or sent into us through our wonderful listeners, and we answer them for you. And we take your sticky, sexy situations and turn them into. <laughs> I've ruined this whole thing. I'm so sorry. I don't know. Like I, I feel like I've. You know, when you go outside and you're like, oh, no, I'm wearing two different colored socks or, you know, maybe your shirt's on backwards or maybe you've put your underwear on backwards. Mm, You want to know a fact about me? I pretty much always have two of the wrong socks on. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. I never like consciously make a match. I know you're a fucking mess. Well, we love you. Thank you. Uh, Get any get any sex news? I got no sex news. Last week, actually, we have like a string of superhero sex news. So let's just keep it going because last week we got confirmation and it's not really a spoiler. But if you haven't listened and nah, nah, nah. if you haven't watched Loki, you'll get over it. Uh, he's bi. Loki yeah, I mean, that he was bi. So there you go. We just talked last week about the fact that, you know, Bucky was like maybe bi and that we wanted more people to just straight up come out and say it. And, you know, there you go. I think he's a little more complicated than that because he is gender fluid. Mm-hmm. So I think I think technically he might be pansexual if we want to really dig into that terms. Fair. I think, yeah, well, I guess if we're talking like mythological Loki, he's omnisexual. Yes. Because I'm pretty sure he fucks a horse. <laughs> I mean, um, yeah, in mythology, I assume pretty much every god is omnisexual because you can't stop those those, you know, super powerful beings from those those horny bearded boys just yeah. from from turning into all sorts i mean i don't know how bad it is in norse mythology but like greek mythology mm-hmm. good lord like zeus alone i'm pretty sure has fucked literally like if you think about the ark from the bible mm-hmm. zeus has fucked his way through that boat probably yeah On both only sides. half of it was him as a swan yeah you ready for a question mm-hmm do you want to start you off with not a question? Because we're doing things weird. Let's start you off with not a question. Sure. So this is off that weird Instagram college fasting thing. Okay. And it's just a statement. Okay. And it says, I hate this dating culture. I don't want sex. I want a cute relationship full of love and respect. Dating apps suck and I can't meet anyone. What do you think about that? Weird. It's There was something very, very similar to that on Reddit today that I was going to bring. Hmm. I, I understand people's frustrations of... The because I really do think that the uh, the amount of options people now have at their disposal mm-hmm. kind of like skews people towards not what am I a prioritizing commitment. And that's not to say that we should be prioritizing commitment or that commitment needs to be a crucial part in a healthy, loving relationship. But like I, I think for the more traditional folk out there, I definitely do understand that there is. Uh, some more unique challenges for them to face because before it was, I think it was very cut and dry of like, you know, before you could text or communicate with, you know, seven people all at the same time without any of them knowing, I think it was probably a lot easier to date in the sense that I am seeing you, we're going on a date on Friday and I don't have to really worry about you when you're in the bathroom still swiping on Tinder. Mm-hmm. That being said, I actually kind of have a question that fits in with this. I think there's also a this idea that like online dating has ruined dating mm-hmm. and people have just dug their heels into that. And as opposed to sort of embracing change or new possibilities, they have now decided that no matter what they do, they can't win because online dating sucks. Yeah, and I, I we've talked about this before, and I never understood that. And I mean, in, in the overarching sense, there are definitely days when, like, online dating sucks. You know what I mean? And, hey, you might say it sucks in general, but, like, not in the way where, like, people do think it has ruined dating. Because, one, you don't have to do it. Yeah. And, like, I also don't think it should ever be your be-all and end-all. 
I think it's like a nice little addition. You know what I mean? It's like it's just an extra way to like kind of spread yourself around and like maybe you get some catches, maybe you don't. But like it's just like an addendum on your dating life. It's like another way out of hopefully many that you can meet people. But also just like this whole I don't want sex. I want a cute relationship full of love and respect. Cute relationship I think is a really problematic term because it's like an outsider's view of a relationship in which mm-hmm. like you know it's probably what you've seen on tv or in a movie or like on some fake ass catering to your view like instagram or youtube whatever it's like you're looking at like an unrealistic relationship but like you want love and respect that's great you can also have sex along with love and respect yeah they're not mutually mm-hmm. exclusive it's not like well i've got to just be completely degraded and used as a fuck toy or i could be loved and respected like yeah. also you could still be used as a fuck toy and still and be loved and respected. Like Exactly. I, I hate this dichotomy between like love and sex or like respect and sex or, you know, it, and, and yes, there are some people out there who all they want is sex and they don't want to love you or respect you or do whatever. But like, that's not sex's fault. That's that person's fault. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I just hate this weird, like negativity surrounding sex that like. It's not the act, it's kind of what you do with it or the people you're doing it with. Yeah, I mean, you go on to any of like the the dating or sex subreddits and you'll find like every other post is I'm done with online dating. Online dating is the worst. And it's like, well then don't do it. Just yeah, that's another thing. It's like you could just entirely not do it. Like obviously with the pandemic, things have gotten a little bit more focused towards online dating, but at the same time it's like you still have to meet up at some point, so... And, but this all happened long before the pandemic was a thing as well. Yeah, you were right. Like, there are days where online dating can can really suck. And, like, mm-hmm. for people who haven't really got a handle on their self-worth, I can also see it being pretty detrimental in the fact of, like, people who count matches or try to yeah. find validation in the amount of matches that you get. It's like, there was definitely times where it hurt my self-esteem, where I was like, it's been, like, two weeks and I haven't gotten a match or I haven't gotten a date off of Tinder. Oh, yeah, um, 100%. There were a bunch of matches I got that went nowhere and days where i'm like swiping and swiping and like nothing happened but like one i understand that it's it's a numbers game and it's like whatever and like my profile was never great let's be fair and on top of that it's like sometimes you do get them but otherwise i was out in the world you know i feel like the fact that it's so easily accessible and the fact that you hear about people just you know using tinder so successfully you feel like people and matches and dates are also easily accessible and they're Mm. not You know, and I think that's where a lot of the disconnect comes from as well. And like for me, I was always super hyped for Tinder because I I was working in two industries, like film and bars. And I was like, it's really not a great idea to sort of like fuck your way through either of those industries because like it's going to suck. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's it's going to add up and eventually you're either going to run out of people to have sex with or it's all going to blow up in your face. Um, Most likely the latter. (laughs) Yeah, I've definitely made... uh... You know, the odd mistake <laughs> in that regard. Yeah, I and and that's like specific. so. Like when I got on Tinder, I was like, "This is great." I don't really have a whole lot of time to you know go out and foster a new you know pool of people in which I could date. So this was a way for me to get out of my workplaces and easily match with people that I don't have to work with. Yeah, exactly, and that like. I just feel like it should never be your be all and end all. And I just want people to stop this kind of like vision of sex as this negative thing. Because like by all means, it can be negative. It can be horrible. But like that's not the act. You know what I mean? But it's these people who think that sex is this negative thing. And it it just kind of like I think perpetuates a lot of the problems that people have with like dating because it it becomes this taboo thing. And like then there's like this give and uh, it's just it's a whole fucking deal. And I hate seeing this. Like, I don't want sex. I want, you know, positive things. And it's like, if you're having sex and not having those positive things, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. I mean, like, you can have sex without love, for sure. Oh, but, yeah. But like, but like, you respect, know, there's, there's if, love, love, and then there's like casual love, if, if you get what I mean. You know what I mean? Like, no one's saying you have to be in love, but like doing something with love can just be like doing it like for the right reasons and with positivity. And like, you know, I feel like it's a very weighted word but like it doesn't have to be this deep like epic fucking saga yeah i also like i i think the 
the the real word there to focus in on was the respect. Like, yeah, I can't imagine having sex with someone that you don't respect. And like, look, I'm sure there are people that I've had sex with that was, you know, uh, uh, I don't want to say a crime of passion because that sets a very bad tone, but a an opportunity of passion. And it might not be someone who I would have, uh, you know, eagerly chosen as a sexual partner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's we've like, all been there. I don't think there's anyone like listening to this who's like, I've only slept with people who are 10 out of 10, my perfect person every mm-hmm. time. If you feel like you're not being respected during sex, then you absolutely need to re-gauge who you're having sex with. And you know what? The best thing is, is like, just don't have sex unless you want to. And that's, that's that, you know, like if they want it and you don't, that's fine. Just tell them you don't. And like, if they fuck off, you're doing yourself a service, even if, you know, you're missing out on the relationship, but you wouldn't want to go into it anyway. If you had to like, you know, do things you don't want to do to get there. I feel like we've said this. I know a a thousand times times in the past couple episodes. We're going to have to keep saying it. I think. Yeah. Let's get into a question. All right. Do you want to do you want to do one or do you want me to hit you with one? Uh, I'm going to do one because uh, okay. I think it, it kind of ties into this and we can dive into a little bit more of a specific situation. Um, this comes from Sophia Ambina. Boyfriend told me he laughed at his ex once during anal. He mentioned they were having regular sex and he wanted to change it to anal since they were already in doggy. He says she agreed and without easing it in there, he just fast dropped his dick in there and told me she started crying in pain. And he told me he started laughing silently because had she known he was laughing, she would have slapped him or something. Him and I haven't had sex yet, known one another uh, for a couple of months. Is this a red flag or is his laughing at him, at her crying from him forcing his penis into her normal reaction? My 2020 vision on these things isn't always greatest. Sorry if this is a dumb question. I'm very curious because I felt a little off about it. Yeah, I fucking feel off about it too. I don't even know why he's telling her this. There, there's a lot to unpack. I just want to, I just want to read one part over again. Is this a red flag, or is his laughing at her crying from him forcing his penis in her? Yeah, a normal reaction. Yeah, that's a wild sentence. That that sentence makes me cringe and and feel terrible and hate life um I, I think we can just flat out say no that is not a normal reaction no under no, any a normal reaction like a lot of the things we talk about have you know gray areas and responses where like it's an opinion and it's whatever this is a flat no yeah uh, we always try to not deal in absolutes and like we like we always talk about being like well we don't know what what's happening on their end of things or like we're only getting it from one side of the- i don't care like Someone saying, hey, I hurt my girlfriend so badly that she cried and then I laughed about it. Yeah, while also having sex with her and had the wherewithal to keep it to myself so she wouldn't get upset. Yeah, so that I may have the opportunity to do this again. Yeah, so I can get away with it. it, The idea that there is someone out there who's like, hmm, I I don't know if that's a problem, I think is is indicative of why a lot of people have trouble on online dating. And this is how I think it ties into it. Uh, like, and, and again, it's like, as you said, there's so much here that's like, before we even dive in, I'm hung up on the fact that he's even telling someone this story. Yeah, I don't you know. Like, know. That, that confuses me because it's like, what is he trying to get across here? Unless, you know, in double red flag fashion, he thinks that this story somehow portrays him in a good light. I, or he's just trying to test the waters and see how much he can get away with with this person that's kind of what i'm thinking i think it's like a preemptive grooming being like yeah it seems like peak manipulation and like sociopathy where like he's saying this really fucked up thing and it's almost maybe like testing the water so when it happens later he'd be like i told you the story like or he's just like testing her limits because if she's like okay i can deal with this then he's like cool i can do whatever i want yeah this is fucked up I assume that is the case that like, that's the only thing that really makes sense to me because like this, the only other time I think this story uh, should hear the light of day is if you're like being a disgusting human being and, you know, bro bragging Mm -hmm. to your other disgusting bros. Yeah. I guess the third option is like, you're repenting and fucking, yeah, you're in trial or you're like (laughs) in therapy and you're like, man, I can't believe how terrible I was as a person because there's there's kind of like no redeeming this situation like to hurt someone which like hey you might say oh maybe they didn't know or didn't think ahead 
sure, we can be charitable and say that, or we could not be charitable and be like, you should know if you're having sex and you're doing something like this, that you should lube up and prepare um, and not spring it on someone in the middle of sex and be like, hey, I'm just going to do this real quick. But even all that aside, to laugh while someone else is like crying out in pain and also to have the wherewithal to like pull back just enough that you get your enjoyment out of it, but they don't know. Mm hmm. That's fucked. This whole thing is fucked. And yeah, red flags everywhere. Do not sleep with this man because clearly he's a terrible human being. So the the reason I was I was saying like, oh, this ties into the last question is like, I think people are in such a, a dire state and so desperate for companionship or whatever that they literally have to ask for clarification if this is okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I think if if you have to go on the internet and be like, hey, should I be worried about this? Means that like you don't think you should be worried. Like you think you might be like maybe, you know, 50-50 on the fence. I assume it's like you're worried, but you don't know if you're overreacting. Right. So it's like you're worried, but like, am I being dumb? And I feel that comes from a lack of like self-confidence and like an excess of self-doubt where it's just like, damn, like, am I being too prudish or am I being too innocent or like I think that stems from a lot of like sex and dating being kind of terrifying and it's like when you're new to it which I'm assuming and hoping you you kind of wonder like am I missing something here and and this is yes exactly And, and I think a lot of people are like imagine for how many times this like for every question that we see on reddit how many people have ignored it and gone through with it anyway because they think he's cute or because they want a boyfriend or mm-hmm. because, you know what I mean? Like, and, and I think this is what taints the pool of people being like, oh, online dating's terrible because you find guys like this. And it's like, sure, yes. But they're also like, we also need to start working, like stop looking at things as, I'm trying to think of a way to phrase this that I'm not victim blaming because that's not what I'm doing. What I want people to do is start being more critical about the decisions that they make, because like there's no reason that this situation should ever be a gray area for anyone. And I don't Mm -hmm. know if it's a matter of, you know, let's we need to work on our self-worth or I don't know if it's a a matter of we need to start educating better or people better about consent. And uh, like, you know, I mean, I don't know what necessarily we need to do to get to the place Mm -hmm. where we don't need to make questions about, hey, a man just assaulted a woman and thinks it's funny. Is this a red flag? Mm-hmm. And like also is telling me about it. And I don't, again, understand what that play is. Uh, again, though, I really do think it just comes from an area of like lack of knowledge and like, you know, everyone wants to be in a relationship, right? And they, well, not everyone, but like most people want mm-hmm. to be in a relationship and want to have sex and want to do all these things because like, even if you didn't personally want to on like, a, you know, a hormone level or like a whatever level, like all our media, it's all about getting in relationships and having sex and getting married and like all this shit. So it's like your entire life, you're hammered. And then when you like come to it and like, I'm sure this guy's attractive and I'm sure he makes her feel special in in certain ways, even if it's just, you know, her reading between the lines and being like, oh, he's nice. Maybe he's a very good manipulator. Maybe he, you know, all these things. So it's like, you're feeling that on one hand and then you're seeing this, which, you know, is arguably just, or not arguably, it's just legitimately terrible. And they're conflicting then in your head. And you're like, in that confusion, you're wondering if there's something wrong with you and not the person. And like, yeah. I, I would hope that our podcast would give people the confidence to to question these situations or to have someone to reach out to, to talk to about these or to know enough about similar situations that when they come up, they know that they are able to to listen to that voice and be like, yeah, this this is fucked up and I shouldn't have to deal with this. This is a red flag and I can step away from this and not be, you know, a bad dater or a bad partner or like a coward or too innocent or too prudish and, you know, respect themselves. Yeah, and there's, there's also like, you know, how many years of socialization that like sex is something that happens to women. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like there, there's so much, there's so many layers as to like 
things we need to unteach and then replace with real education and and it it's it's a big undertaking and and the reason i brought this and the the, the one thing i really wanted to hammer home is like like we need to start erring on the side of caution for just a little bit of being like if something seems off then trust your gut instinct. You know what I mean? Like, don't try to convince yourself otherwise. Don't try to convince or like find validation otherwise. Because nine times out of 10, like you're, if you feel like something is off, you're probably right. And I know we've had questions where people have been like, this seems like a red flag. Like the the person being upset that the, the boyfriend wasn't jealous. Yeah. But at the same time, it inadvertently saving someone else the trouble yeah even if you are <laughs> wrong about the red flag it's like if you're gonna get upset about it anyway you probably shouldn't be in that relationship good or bad because you're either saving yourself or you're saving them yeah so I, I don't know it's it's something that like we need to talk about and and i think we need to really focus in and be like we need to start putting ourselves first and if you look at like if you wouldn't want to be in the position that you're unsure of then you then don't put yourself in that position on the topic of media a lot of it is to blame because if you look at a lot of like romantic fiction a lot of like ya romances a lot of fucking like romantic comedies a lot of almost all reality tv these horrible toxic relationships are like applauded you know what i mean like twilight it's a guy who's what 20 times older than the girl stalking her and like watching her and like pursuing her in this really weird way and it's like oh my god so romantic like fucking 50 shades of gray is a guy who's like i'm terrible but i'm hot and have money um have you have you watched too hot to handle no it's it's such garbage tv but there's this one like you know couple that are like so bad that even the cast in the show are like you guys aren't even a fucking couple but like everything they do to each other which is horrendous they just play all this really romantic music over it and i know there's people out there who are like oh my god no there's their true love people just don't see it and you're yeah, like no. a couple goals oh yeah this guy is a fucking massive manipulator and this girl has zero self-esteem and like keeps coming back to him for no reason and then keeps like it, they're just the worst so i feel like a lot of that shit if we could get away with that that would be great someone on writing twitter recently posted up being like like rebelling against what I just said, being not that I had said it in the original post, but being like, no, we need to stop trying to make like relationships positive and shit because like that's no fun effectively. It's like, no, you're you're spouting all this toxic crap and it's awful. Anyway, let's move on. Yes. Uh, this is by Chaotix EDM. Ugh, girl curious about my size. I'll just flat out say it. I wasn't blessed by the gods. The chick I'm talking to is like, I'm very curious about the size of yours, winky face, and I have no idea what the hell to say to that now. It's like she's insinuating I better have a big dick when it's mediocre at best, LMAO. How do I even answer that question? Hey, it's not huge, like dot 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 at all, dot dot dot, but guess what, girl? I know how to use it. Fuck me, lol. <laughs> is that the whole thing? That's the whole thing. Uh, I mean, like, I get it. Like, you know, I'm a, I'm a fairly average sized dude. So like anytime anyone's like, I bet you have a huge dick. It's like, well, I bet you're going to be uh, disappointed. <laughs> at, at least like in terms of looks, you know what I mean? Like, I don't like, I don't think anyone would see a picture of my dick and be like, wow, look at that. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, I've, I've gotten many compliments. I've had very few complaints in terms of like sex. So like I, I've always had the confidence of being like, it's nothing really to look at, but it, it gets <laughs> it gets the job done. Good for so, me. For me, I just wouldn't answer this with anything like what she's asking, if that makes any sense. Of course. You, yeah. you don't say, hey, hold on, let me get my ruler. It's it's, you know, no four inches and seven, whatever, or like, oh, it's not like his his suggested it's not huge like at all, but guess what? I know how to use it. Throw that out the window. Yeah. You say, why don't you come over and find out? Yeah. It, 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 like, <laughs> what? that's it. That's great. There's, It's such a perfect opening. I don't think you ever really win by being like, these are my specifications. Unless it's fucking something glorious. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and even then, it's like, you might just end up building it up too much or scaring someone off. I just, I feel like there's something clinical about stats that like no one really wants right no there's nothing sexy about it and and like even about like i've once had a woman brag to me on, i'm pretty sure it was on tinder that like she had double d's 
And I was like, cool. Like, like this, like numbers and sizes and like, uh, they don't really mean anything. They don't translate to anything. So uh, yeah, I, I agreed. Like don't ever give people measurements. Mm-hmm. They're so fucking boring. So like I if also- someone is like, Oh, how big are you? Like, like you said, the best way to, it's like, come on over and find out. Like only one, only really one way to find out. Yeah. I'd like, that's the thing. If she comes over and like pulls down your trousers, like I'm out. It's like, cool. You were, things weren't going to go better when you just like message them the fucking number. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, also that person sucks. I've never heard of that happening. Just, I, I would say this is a chance to like spice things up, play a little coy, have fun. It's not a chance for you to freak out and get, you know, upset and let's be fair if this person is no i need to know i need to know the exact like yeah they probably suck and you can just be like you know what you're being weird get out of here <laughs> yeah that's the thing it's like i i get it man maybe this is the first time you this is the closest but you've ever come to sex or whatever but like that's not how people do it if someone is that obsessed about size chances are it's not going to go your way anyway unless mm-hmm. again like you've got like a, a 12 inch dick um and and like you could lie and say yes but like you know it's, <laughs> that's it's, also not going to work out although i will also say i've noticed that like women have a very skewed sense of size and i think it comes to dudes lying i remember i was at a bar once and someone was like oh it's about six inches and like we were talking about dicks but they were like talking about i don't know we were talking about measurements and she was like, yeah, it's about six inches. And she like held up her hand and I was like, that's not six inches. And she's like, what are you talking about? I was like, that's like maybe three. I was like, you're, you're about half off in terms mm-hmm. of like, and I think like a lot of people will say they have X sized penis and like, unless you're breaking out a ruler or again, you have just like a massive fucking dog where you don't need a ruler. Cause you're just like, that thing's fucking huge. Mm-hmm. I like, I don't know. I, that, that's a hundred percent. When you mentioned the double D thing, it's like, I feel like people really do not know what they're talking about when they talk about dick size on like they talk in broad strokes. Right. So it's like, if you say nine inches, they go, this is a big dick, like a very big dick. If you say like four, they might be like, Oh, that's a small dick. But then if they see a four inch dick, they're like, that's a six inch, seven inch dick. Yeah. I feel like there are only two sizes of dick, like nine inches and plus like big. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then, like, anything after that, people in their head are just like, oh, like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I think there's like, they're like, everyone's dick is either, you know, five inches or 12 inches. Yeah. And, that's-, and that's like the, those are the two like mental images people get of that. And like, fuck it, whatever. It doesn't matter because I have, I would wager that most women have had like a fairly broad spectrum the only ones that probably stand out are the ones that either that probably hurt them you know what i mean or scared them those are the ones that probably are like have been etched in their memory everyone else probably just blends together Mm -hmm. and like especially if you know you are good in bed you know what i mean like again we've been through the like biggest dick and the smallest dick posts on reddit and it's like the ones that people remember are the ones that are good in bed, regardless of dick size, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, as I'm sure, like, I don't remember the exact quote, but it's like, I came three times. What do I care? Right. Yep. But again, like, if you put a number in here, she might not know what that means in reality. No. And also, as we said, it's clinical. It's not great. Just fucking avoid that. Get flirty. I'm I'm willing to let you find out. You know what I mean? Come over and see. These are the way you re- reply to this. Fuck this clinical bullshit and, and fuck the the lack of self-confidence. Yeah, it's it's such an easy open and it's such an easy and like I feel like most people who say that aren't looking for an answer. No. And again, unless you're like something obscene, they probably don't really know what to do with it. And even if you do, they probably also don't know what to do with that. So, yeah, I would imagine most people can't imagine what like. A six and a half inch dick looks like. No, not at all. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, again, because it's not, you know, we're not talking about like that foot long sub dick that you see. Mm-hmm. And, and the other one is like, you know, you just think of dick. You yeah, know what I mean? exactly. Like, like you just think of, oh, there's a penis. I, I don't know how big it is. It's a penis, though. Yeah, I don't think you're doing yourself any favors by getting into numbers. Just fucking be like, come over. This question comes from. Who I assume is your mortal enemy, Niall? Oh, no. Is it like Apple Horse Boy? Inevitable tomato. Because it just means sooner or later, a tomato's going to get you. Well, will it get me in the form of ketchup? No. 
No, well, it'll get you on the most delicious sandwich you've ever eaten. No, there it is, sitting under your wilted spinach. No, my friends with benefits ended things after I confessed my feelings for him. I had started a a friend with benefits with a guy friend of mine who was very chill and I felt very comfortable with. It was exciting for me. I'm very inexperienced with sex and I thought this would be great because I would be able to experiment with someone who understands what I'm comfortable or not comfortable with. And while we did try penetration once, we didn't get far. It hurt me. We did have a great time just doing foreplay and all that. But then I caught feelings. I tried to hold them in for a while, but until I just confessed out of the blue through text. He did take it well and says he treasures our friendship. But I asked if he wanted to continue the friends with benefits. He said that while he'd want to, he just feels like someone's going to get hurt and just cut it off. And to say I feel hurt is an understatement. I understand this was a possibility, but that doesn't stop me from feeling awful. He made me feel wanted and like I was someone who is sexually desirable. And now I just feel like a loser. I feel like an idiot and I feel so insecure now. His reception wasn't bad at all. I'm still left feeling bad. Well, this sucks because I think he did the right thing. And I think he did it nicely. And I think he did it kindly. And I think the list that you gave of all the things he made you feel like, he in no way invalidated any of them. No. I, I think he was... Like, and it, it, like, hey, let's, let's get a few things out on the table. One, fair play for speaking up and, and being honest about your feelings. Not a lot of people can do that. It's very tough. And it's, it's even more tough when it doesn't go your way. So yeah. fair play to you. Uh, fair play to him for being a, like, emotionally, like, sound enough to, to take what you said and, like, to, to be cool about it and to be nice about it. And to, obviously, he, he thinks very highly of you. And, you know, it, it I think he did a very good job, even if you don't feel that way right now. Yeah. Um, but I don't think him valuing how you feel in any way invalidates everything that you've said. It, it, it arguably does the opposite, that like he cares about you so much that even though, as he said, he would like to keep having sex with you and doing, you know, whatever with you, he will not do that at risk of you, you know, for risk of you being hurt. And I think that's what any kind of like you know nice person would do it's the worst case scenario but done in the best possible way yeah and and like yeah I, there's a lot of things here that i like and i think a lot of thing here that people overlook one she told him through text as opposed to this big you know grand romantic gesture where she plans a dinner and tries to like confess her feelings it's like you don't need to do that we've told said a bunch of times it's like if you need to just say something, there's no harm in doing it in text. It might not always be the best way to do it, but if it's the only way you have the courage to do it and it's something that needs to be said, then fucking great. Because like the the danger here is she would have always been nervous, never would have told him, and he wouldn't have been able to take the steps that he did and she would have gotten hurt far worse. Mm-hmm. It's also like there's pros and cons, right? Like Obviously, sometimes it is better to have the personal conversation face to face, but like mm-hmm. you're giving someone the the room to to respond properly. You know what I mean? Like if you blindside someone, maybe they say something the wrong way and it gives them a chance to do this. And also, like if you're going to be upset, you get a chance to kind of like not be in front of them and not cry and not lash out. Right. So yeah. like there, there are things to be said for text. Yeah. And it's like I, I rarely think text is the best way to do it. But it's always an option. If like if the alternative is not doing it, then I think Texas is a fine alternative or fine option to do it. Hmm. So that I think, you know, good job. Like now said, it's it's impressive and commendable that you took the risk in the first place because a lot of people wouldn't and don't. Mm -hmm. Um, But then he comes in and does exactly what I think a, a friends with benefits situation should like you're a lot of people think friends with benefits is, you know, fuck buddy and like it's just sex but it's like the first word there is friend mm-hmm. and like you don't hate your friends no you don't you don't treat your friends shitty no so you're not, like you don't keep them at arm's length you don't treat them coldly you don't like you're not scared to hug them like the point is like there's a closeness with sex and like the best sex happens when you're also close in other ways yeah so you know, not to, you know, philosophicalize the word friends with benefit or like the phrase friends with benefits, but he's, he's made it very clear that he cares about you and knows that he's not going, or he doesn't see himself feeling the same way about you in, in any, you know, manner of time. And that's why he's not going to risk it. 
because it would totally suck. And I've been in this position where someone was like, I remember meeting up with someone. Um, it was a friends with benefits situation. And I think like her cat got really sick and she was really upset. And I was like, Hey, like, I know we don't really hang out, but if you want to go grab a coffee or something like, uh, you know, I'm not doing anything. If I get it, I own a cat. I will be there to, uh, to hang out with you. And like, we ended up talking and hanging out. And it was like one of the like three times we didn't meet up specifically just to have sex. Mm-hmm. Um, and she ended up being like, Hey, so like, I guess this is as good a time as any, but like, I'm starting to develop feelings for you. And I was just like, cool. I'm not. Um, mm-hmm. And and I'm really sorry, but like I and she's like, OK, cool. Well, then let's just forget I ever said anything. I was like, I can't do that. I'm sorry. But like knowing that you have feelings to continue to have sex with you would be super irresponsible of me and and like super dismissive of your feeling because like you're not going to just like these feelings aren't going to magically go away. And I yeah. feel like if I continue, if we continue our sexual relationship, your brain will like proxy that this conti- this relationship is continuing in the way that you want it to. Mm-hmm. And it's or, all- or every time you have sex, it'll be like a little knife in the chest. Yeah. And when I, you know, you know, throw the condom out and clean up and, and leave five minutes after that's going to suck. Yeah. Um, and, and it's also going to feel weird for you. Like you won't necessarily feel like throwing the condom out and leaving is appropriate. You might be like, well, shit, now I got to like at least stay for a little bit. Yeah. Um, it's, it's kind of emotional blackmail on both sides of yeah. like me now knowing this is going to change the way I'm now going to approach our relationship and, and vice versa. So I, mean, I, I think the dangers of it, uh, of not, or continue to have sex with someone, you know, who is starting to develop, you know, real feelings for you is that one, it's going to be a detriment to you. You're going to feel like shit. Probably like if you're a decent person, you're probably going to start feeling like you're using this person unfairly. Yeah. And like um, on top of that, I like, I've been in situations where someone's done this to me and then, Afterwards, been like, okay, well, we'll just go back to it. And I'm there saying like, well, you know, I'm worried someone's going to get hurt. And they're like, no, but I won't. And it feels really shitty to be like, either I don't believe you or I, know I better still than you. feel like, yeah, it feels yeah. like you're making their decision for them or you're getting rid of their agency. And I think a lot of the time they get upset, whether it's for that or, or for other reasons. And I've felt like a complete piece of shit being in this situation when they're assuring me that like now I'm overreacting because like, no, they're, they're not going to feel weird about this. They're not going to do X. They're not going to do Y. We can totally keep going. And it's like, you feel, or I, I have felt like an asshole. Like maybe I am putting too much on this, but like, I don't think you're ever wrong in that situation because they've come out and told you and they're not doing that lightly. But I mean, like I, there is a ton of situations where I think that kind of feeling of like, Oh, I don't believe you um, kind of like think creeps up in a ton of different situations and not this, this, but I think that like, if it's still our responsibility as someone like in this situation where like, if you and I have both decided that like, we're not going to keep seeing someone because they've confessed feelings to us. I think it's still like the onus is still on us to take a firm stand. And even if they do say, Oh, oh, I it, it never mind. Like it's I'm I'll be able to put it past us. It's like you're still allowed to say I'm not comfortable with this. Yeah, and I think you're probably doing the right thing as well in that situation because you know we've all been there. Like feelings don't just fucking vanish. You know that's yeah. why the hey let's still be friends very rarely works out. Yeah, but at, at the same time, like the list of things that you said that he made you feel is in no way invalidated by this, and even yeah. the fact that the fact that he's not willing to date you when you have had such a positive fuck buddies relationship does not in any way invalidate you or any part of you because you have no idea why he isn't willing to date you. And it could be anything. There are a lot of people I've met in my life in different circumstances. I would have loved to date. You know what I mean? There are some people I met who were phenomenal and I, I wasn't ready and it was no fault of theirs. Not necessarily a fault of mine. It was just like timing or situations or, or random shit, you know what I mean? Like it, it's in no way an indication of them being bad or lacking or anything like that. Yeah, I remember there was someone I was really into that I met on Tinder. And it was like the first time after like my big breakup that I met someone and like felt that sort of like, you know, that spark, spark. those butterflies. The, and I was just like so into them. And it was and it was very, very quick. It was like a first date. And I was just like, oh, OK, I'm I'm into you. And it's been a very long time 
since I felt this way about someone. Mm-hmm. And they were like, hey, I don't want to see you again kind of situation. Mm-hmm. And then like a couple like months later, and I like I, I tried to like maybe, you know, I, I was like, hey, I, I know, you know, you said this, but like if you ever want to grab a drink, just let me know. And then it turned out that like their uh, fucking like visa expired and they were going to have to go back home. I think she was from London. Mm-hmm. Um, and And like that was the reason why. I don't know why she didn't tell me <laughs> at the time. And I, and I, but I think it was a lot of like, there was a lot of question marks in our life and like, didn't really want to add a potential romance that was going to get cut off at the knees. And Hey, as someone who's moved countries uh, many times with potential romances around, I agree with her because it fucking sucks. Yeah. I, and like, I totally understood it. And I was just like, it, it's, it's also another thing to like tell someone and be like, Hey, I also really like you, but I don't know what's going to happen in the next month or two. Mm-hmm. Like that's also kind of a shit thing to put on someone as well. Yeah. I feel like with, if she had explained it, it might've given you either like false hope or yeah. like it, it also wouldn't have severed the thread. So then you, you could have been like, Oh, well you're not gone for a month or well, you know, there's there's always that gray area and maybe she if she had shit to deal with, especially like if her visa was running out and like she had to move home, maybe. And it's so much fucking stress that like even a good distraction is is a distraction. Yeah. You know, and if she knew you liked her, then it's also unfair on you as much as it I'm sure fucking sucked. Yeah, no, I, I like I'm the kind of person who would have probably stood on the line. You know what I mean? Until we got a final answer. Mm-hmm. And like. I wouldn't want to do that to someone. So I appreciate that she didn't do it to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and like, that's just like, that's a long winded way of saying there are infinite numbers of reasons why he might not want to date you right now. I'm going to say that the majority of them, if not all of them are not negative because he's spending this time with you and he's spending this time with you in a positive way. You're not a fuck toy. He brings in rails and discards you're someone he cares about emotionally. You're someone he cares about physically. You're someone who he is checking all the boxes with you and for you. And he's not doing that for no reason. Yeah. He's literally put your emotional like well-being mm-hmm. before his sexual satisfaction, yeah. which is a super rare thing nowadays. As we go back to, if we look back at the problems of Tinder and whatever the, you know, the problems that everyone's having with online dating right now, you found a rare breed of man, apparently, mm-hmm. that is deciding being like, hey, actually, I want to make sure that you're happy and not miserable and you don't get hurt mm-hmm. at the expense of my sexual pleasure. Mm-hmm. He's also risking your guy's friendship in the hopes of keeping your guy's friendship. You know what I mean? Like, because yeah. he still wants to be friends. So it's just like everything here is positive. I'm like, hey, I fucking get it. It sucks. One when you like someone that doesn't like you back, but like two, when you're close and in this situation and then that happens and then you have to end it and then they're still in your life and like all these things, of course you're going to feel like shit. Of course it's going to fucking suck. Of course you're going to think these things, but that doesn't make them true. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's fine to feel the way you're feeling. You're allowed to feel rejected, but also remember that like he did want you sexually. So you're Mm -hmm. not undesirable. And also more than sexually, it seems, because, again, it wasn't just sex. Like, friends with benefits, especially of a close nature like this, there's more shit to it. You're you're still sexually desirable. You're not a loser because he actually cares about you. You know what I mean? Like, there's – we've said it a bunch of times already. There's a a huge laundry list list of things that are positive about this. And you know what? Take the time and feel the rejection and feel sad. That's fine. You're a human being. You just got rejected. It sucks. It hurts. It's going to sting a while, but try to refocus. And I think this is what both of us are trying to say at this point and understand why it was, why he did what he did, why what you did was a super brave and and positive thing as well. Like you guys handled this well. It didn't Mm -hmm. go your way. That sucks. I'm sorry, but don't let this stop you from doing it again. And I I think that's really the, like on, on both sides, you know what I mean? Like he followed, what he thought was the right thing to do. I agree with him. She mm-hmm. did what she thought was the right thing to do. I agree with her. Mm-hmm. Didn't work out. But I think if you guys keep doing what you're doing, eventually you guys will find someone who works with you and you'll match and you'll you'll click and you'll be great. Just don't let this make you bitter. Don't let mm-hmm. it make you jaded. Don't let it like stop you from being 
taking risks in the future. Just keep doing what you're doing and believing in yourself and, and, you know, have a pint of ice cream, listen to some Lizzo and then get back out there. You'll be great. Like it would be an absolute tragedy if this positive situation became something negative. And I know it doesn't feel positive, but like you did the right thing. He did the right thing. You guys both seem like you're very mature and like communicative and like emotionally powerful. Uh, Keep it that way. Don't let this turn sour. I I think one of the most important things that I I think we talk about a lot on the show is like recentering yourself and kind of like bringing yourself back to neutral so that you can look at what just happened from an objective point of view and or subjective. I can never remember what objective I think. objective I, I think that's like it's such a, an important thing to do after a fight with a partner or after a breakup or after a first date that didn't go quite well or you know what i mean like there's so many things that you can do to sort of bring yourself back to zero and like look at the big picture and be like oh, okay this person might have ghosted me for any number of reasons there's no reason to believe that it was anything i did so fuck it i'm not gonna feel bad about it be like okay cool my girlfriend this fight that we had my girlfriend actually had a really great point and i'm gonna process it now and try to make sure that i don't make that mistake in the future Mm -hmm. like there's so many things you can do from just sort of taking a deep breath clearing your mind clearing your like bullshit for a second and, and putting yourself in like the dead center of the issue the eye of the storm if you will and surveying the whole situation. All right, you ready for the quickest question ever? Yes. One word answer. This is by O-N-S-K-H. Are small boobs attractive? Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. I'm literally now like just beautiful mind flashing through all of the women who have had smaller boobs in my life and just be like, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Yeah, like (laughs) it, it upsets me how much I see this question. And it's just absolutely have so much love for the small boob community mm-hmm. and all boob community, all boob or, the, community. or no boob community. Mm-hmm. It doesn't it doesn't matter. You're good. Don't worry. I think like one of the most important things for me is when it comes to like body shape and body size proportion, obviously fantastic. But I think confidence in no if you look at any sex advice or any dating advice anywhere Confidence is there. It's everywhere. It's the one unifying thing because it just, it's a fucking game changer. I remember I was with a woman once who, uh, she always wore like those like lace bralettes. Mm -hmm. Again, she did not have very large boobs. They were, you know, considerably smaller than, than most women's. Um, but she never took it off during sex. And I, I would try uh, you know, towards the beginning. And then she, you know, we had a conversation. She was like, I'm so insecure about them that I don't, I never take it off. And I was like, absolutely. I was like, let me just tell you right now, I adore your body and I find it very, very attractive. So I was like, if you ever feel comfortable or want to take it off with me, know that you are in literally the safest environment ever. And she finally trusted me enough once to take off her shirt. And I kissed her nipples or licked her nipples or something and she lost her fucking mind and she had never let anyone use their mouth on her nipples because Mm -hmm. she never and she'd missed that whole thing. That's heartbreaking. And like from then on, she had no problem taking off her shirt because she just wanted some nipple action. Good. And that's the thing. Like, hey, I fucking remember when I started having sex and hey, for for a good while after that, I would throw my boxers on the second we were done. Hell yeah. I didn't want anyone seeing my soft dick. No, I would like I would hide that motherfucker like in nobody's business. Uh, It didn't make any sense. No, but at the time it was like objective numero uno. I was like, damn, duck, roll, cover, boxers on. He's still (laughs) hard or at least semi hard. Thank God. Fuck cuddling. I just got to make sure you don't see my small, soft penis. Yeah. Which, of course, doesn't matter because you just saw my hard penis and clearly liked it. But hey, I'm an idiot. Yeah. And and that lasted for years. I'd love to be able to pinpoint the time when I was like, eh. I remember once I, uh, after sex, like bent over to grab something and my girlfriend went, ew. I was like, oh, what? I guess she saw my butt or something. And I was like, oh, that sucks. I am pretty aware of my butthole and, and exposing it when in sexual situations. I don't I'm really so- care anymore, but like that. That one like got me. I was like, damn, <laughs> should I be more upset about my butthole? It took me like, I still think about it. I still hear it. Thankfully, thankfully no one's ever ewed me, but like. I, I got ewed. They know, ewed my butthole. That's rough, man. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, but, it's pretty uh, hairy, so I get it. I mean, yeah, I imagine mine is probably not something anyone really wants an eyeful. Mm-hmm. 
it's blood butthole. It's like, what do you expect? Yeah. But yeah, like, they're, they're these things. It's like, <laughs> don't be shit to your partners. They can cut deep. But again, we get it. We get the insecurity, but you don't need it. Not here, not anywhere. All right, you ready for some Tinders? Yeah. Uh, every week, we go through some Tinders. We look at the best and the worst, and we try to give you some advice based on it. Not necessarily advice, but we'll show you what's wrong. We'll ooh it, like my yeah. butthole. We will ooh it faster than Niles X has ooed his butthole. Uh, um, no one could ooh anything faster than she ooed my butthole. <laughs> um, and this is, hey, if you're having trouble with online dating, this is, this is the section you need to pay attention. Mm-hmm. This is where we will get you through it. You're fine. Let's go. This is Heidi. I cried at Spring ba- Breakers. I once showed my third nipple at an Urban Outfitters interview. I'm sober all the time. Swipe left if you're going to be weird about it. Touch is the most vital of the five senses. If you disagree, you're wrong. 5'8", currently cat-free, but cats are always in my heart. Fully vaccinated. Do you like pineapples on your pizza? Great. I don't give a shit. Looking for more than just sex. <laughs> I was thinking about the other day what I would make my uh tinder profile and i think i was i was trying to find a fun way to include the pineapple on pizza thing mm-hmm. and just being like it doesn't matter i'll give a fuck but and she I did it i couldn't figure out a way to make it like not sound angry or bitter mm-hmm. um this is i like this profile it's it, great uh it's it's got a lot of action in there mm-hmm. um i will say the only time i've ever been in urban outfitters i got applauded for my butt because i was buying leggings for my david bowie oh, goblin yeah. king outfit pretty powerful um so for bringing that memory up i'm gonna give this a nine you know what i think it's a nine or a ten it's like i like that they point out that they're sober but they're not like aggressive you know what i mean they're yeah. not like yo fuck you they're like hey so what life you're gonna be weird about it. because so many people are fucking weird about it so yeah. it's like they're being cool despite all that shit you know what i mean and like i just i like it it's fucking concise it gives you a lot of personality nine to nine nine point five Go on, Heidi. This is MJ. Makes spaghetti, but drops it all in the sink. Can't point to north, south, east, or west on a Toronto street. Splits pants when on the dance floor. Looking for a long-term relationship. Not into hookups. Send me a message. <laughs> I love it, but I wouldn't date this person. Because they sound very useless. Apart from the splitting pants thing, which I've done. So yeah. I feel that. But it's like, if you can't make spaghetti and you can't point north, south, east, or west in Toronto, when you got a big giant fucking south sticking up in the sky, basically... <laughs> Um, I, I feel like you are a useless baby child that needs my care and attention or you'll be eaten by wolves. I don't want to give that, but it's a funny enough profile that you get a six. Yeah. I mean, like I feel that my cardinal direction sense is fucking terrible, but like you said, if he just said, can't point North, South, East, West or East, West, like fine. Great. Yeah. Me neither, dude. I'm not fucking compass. But in Toronto, we do have the sand tower is always South. Unless you're in the water. And if you're in the water, then you should know where you are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, it, it concerns me. And I had to come from another fucking country and learn northeast, south, and west when we don't fucking... If you said that to anyone back home, you would get punched. They'd be like, what are you, what are you fucking talking about? So I had to do it. Is it you true you guys don't use cardinal directions in Ireland? Not at all. We don't have a grid. Everything's a fucking spider web of streets. You like? Uh, I know yeah, it's okay, like a, a joke, but like... You literally just say, go to this pub and turn right or go to that pub and turn left. Like, cause there's fucking pubs everywhere. They're more reliable than directions. Okay. That's fair. Um, but yeah, no, you like the most, you know, is like North side, South side. That's it. Uh, you ready for another one? Well, what, what are you rating it? I, I'm going to give it a seven. Okay. This is Tracy. We are a couple looking for a third slash another couple to have fun with. He's exuberant, funny, pragmatic, and a doer. His dream vacation will be solo time writing music in the woods. I'm gentle, kind, adventurous, and a daydreamer. My dream vacation will be solo travels and wild times in Mexico City. Together we're into building, camping, portaging, crafting, and fussing over our cat. Into all kinds of humans. He's straight and I'm not. Both six foot. Don't mind this. This is this is how you do couple profiles correctly, I think. Mm, I don't know. I feel like it's a cry for help. <laughs> okay. Both their dreams are to travel without their partner. Like, my dream vacation is solo time. My dream vacation is solo travel. It's like, guys, just oh, break up. <laughs> that's that's a good point. I just find that really bizarre. Because yeah. it's like, of all the things, like, do you have to specify that you want to travel alone? Like, that's really weird to me. But anyway, um, it's okay. I find it a little bland. 
I don't I, like I I under I get it. I had a, a couple's profile with Amanda for a while, which we used like three times, and they were like, mm-hmm. "Wow, none of you people have any fucking chill." Because it was literally like you match with someone to be like, first time threesome." It's like, <laughs> can you fucking relax? Can you say hello first? Yeah, um, but I, I doubt you were like, she's kind, gentle, adventurous, and a daydreamer because that's boring, and no one knows what that really means. Yeah, no, I guess we were a little more specific in in what we were about. Yeah, um, I'll give another five. Yeah, I'm going to give it a five, too. Like, it, it's fine, but it also is a little, like, bland. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like boiled chicken. <laughs> uh, this is Vaughn, former child, professional napper. Too shy to even start a conversation, so if we match, message me with the missing letters, and we'll go from there. And then it's the alphabet, and H and I are missing. <laughs> I like it. It's funny. It's witty, concise, to the point. Former child. Hilarious. Yeah, Given the I nine. like that. I liked it as well. I think... Again, I'm not crazy about people who are like put all the on. It's like if you're too shy to start a conversation online, I don't really want to know what kind of energy you're bringing on a first date. Wait, did they say they're too shy or if you're too shy? No, they are too shy. Oh, I I misheard you for some reason. It's dropping down to a seven. Yeah, I'm going to give it a six. Yeah, get over it. <laughs> uh, this is Gigi about it's a uh, Bumble. About me, I'm tall, funny, and smart. We'll get along if you aren't strong and confident. Non-negotiable. You cannot be vaccinated or wear a mask in public. My oh. interests are museums and galleries, comedy, documentaries, coffee, and country escapes. I would love to know what documentaries this person is watching. Hey, I can give you one. It's called Plandemic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. The document- The only documentaries they watch are YouTube videos, yeah. but like they're all they've all been sized incorrectly so there is that black <laughs> box around it you know what i'm talking mm-hmm. about yeah you know what i mean yeah like that's the only documentary they're allowed to watch uh this fucking sucks and i hate it and i don't want this person to be anywhere near me so i'm gonna give it a zero 100 mm-hmm. zero this person is useless although i would love to like make out with them and then like right when it's getting like real hot and heavy just whisper in there and be like i have pfizer and my daughter in my body oh, right damn. now and then, like, I've it's too late. We've already swapped spit. Hey, you want to take it? You want to fucking take it? You want to take my spike proteins? No! <laughs> this is Larissa. My pussy glitter as gold. Boys says I'm just cute to be as big of a prick as I am. Kiss face. Wow, that's, that was incredible. I'm going to give this a good old-fashioned, nah, butthole. Ew. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm going to give it a, a two. Hey, she wishes she was my butthole. Yeah, it gets a two, but only because the other one got a zero. Yeah, exactly. Thank you for joining us, guys. Thank you very much for listening to us this week. Uh, as always, we appreciate you spending the time with us because we know you could be doing a lot of things and you consciously decided to hang out with us. And that means a lot to us. So thank you very much. We've been really enjoying living in your ears for this last hour. Um, we're going to leave in a second. We'll shut the door on the way out. Don't worry. Um, but, you know, make sure to visit us. Not in our ears or maybe, but on our social media. Yeah, you can head on over to fbuddiespodcast.com. We have links to all of our social media there. You can also listen to the podcast there. I don't know why I would tell you that because you've already already found a way to listen to it, but that's okay. But maybe you, you have You can also hit us up on our contact page if you have a question you want to ask us or even if you just want to say hello, that's fine too. Um, you can choose your agent name. We'll keep it completely anonymous and we'll answer it as soon as possible. Uh, that's fbuddiespodcast.com. Thank you to Josh Eagle and the Harvest Cities for their song, Paper Stars. Ready for some bad sex writing? Yeah. Though Elsie was plump, her breasts were small, as if still developing. When he had advanced to taking off her bra and pushing the sweater way up, her chest seemed hardly different from his own. A breast of hers in his hand felt as delicate as a tear bulging in his eye. One night, parked this time by the Victory Garden wasteland, where the street lamp was closer than on cedar top, he watched raindrops on the windshield make shadows on her chest, thin trails that hesitated, then fells his fingertips traced and tried to stop them there and there. She had dear little ne- nipples like rabbit noses. She let him kiss them, suck on them until she said in her breathy, undutchy voice, Ow, Owen, enough, baby, and touched his head the way the barber did when he wanted it to move. Sitting up, he made circles with his finger and his saliva around her nipples, softly round and round, loving the sight of them so much he felt dizzy, as the parallel shadows of the raindrops faintly streaked her chest and the backs of his hands. She never touched his prick, it was too sacred, too potent. 
is it weird like there are some actually really beautiful imagery like the idea of like the the rain like you know the shadows on her chest like i was like oh that's really nice and then he's like also her nipples look like bunny noses what? yeah like that image is good but the fact that he's like trying to catch the shadows of the raindrops on her chest while presumably not explaining it because he doesn't sound like a great communicator you imagine someone's just like and they're like what do you what do you fucking do it he's just like gotta catch them all gotta get them gotta stop them they're getting mm-hmm. away but hey small titty committee he loved the side of them so much he felt dizzy yeah hell yeah and penis committee it's too <laughs> sacred too potent <laughs> I, I want, at one point in time, someone to describe my dick as potent. Too potent, even. Too potent. I'll take too sacred. All right. Well, then we'll split it. Can we do a D&D campaign that's just like the cleric version of Fast and Furious called Too Sacred, Too Potent? Ooh, I like that. That's Dane Miller. This is now Spain. And we've been your fuck buddies. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs>